Welcome back to Build the Weight Loss Practice of Your Dreams. We are on to a part three of our funnel discussion. So we started out with an overview about what a patient funnel is really, just really that uh, sort of way for us to visualize how people find out about you, how they convert to a sale or they convert to becoming an active patient. And then we also talked a bit about the internal versus external uh, funnels that may be at play in your practice or should be at play in your practice. Last week, we talked about the top of the funnel and today we are into the meat of the middle of your funnel. And the main problems that you can tell that you're having an issue with the middle of your funnel is that perhaps you have leads coming in and yet you still hear sort of crickets. You don't have people uh, coming into the office or there are no shows or they seem really interested, but they don't really convert into somebody who becomes an active patient or somebody who's really gung-ho about your products or services. And like I say, they just don't follow through on that sale. So that's where you know you have some issues with the middle of your funnel. The middle of your funnel is really where you are communicating with your patients. You're sort of nurturing them along. Uh, and like I say, there are people coming to your practice. They already have a referral or they have heard from their physician or a friend or someone who loved what it is that you have to offer. They are just ready to become a patient of yours. But for those that are still evaluating their options, particularly with bariatric surgery, we'll see this. And also with medical weight loss, of course, or people who are, are utilizing other aesthetic services or things like that, they're doing research and they are trying to decide who is the best fit for them. And so the middle of your funnel is where you help them identify the fact that you are the ideal fit for them if you are the ideal fit for them and they're the ideal fit for you. So how do we do this? Uh, well, first, before we get into how do you do it, let's talk a little bit about uh, some more of the problems that you may be seeing in your practice from this. So uh, the common problems that happen to cause this is the fact that perhaps you had a great message out there, um, but it didn't necessarily resonate with them or it came on a little bit too strong. It's almost like you were trying to get married while you were still dating, that sort of thing. Um, so it might've come on a little bit too strong. So we need to make sure that we're looking at that messaging. And um, when people come in, it's really important to know where, how'd you find out about us? What made you pick up the phone? What made you message us? How, how did you end up coming to our practice? That helps guide what's really working well and what maybe you shouldn't be continuing. So that's one of the problems is that maybe uh, the message just didn't resonate or it um, just didn't um, we came on a little bit too salesy. So that could be for a variety of reasons. It could be perhaps, you know, um, you're sharing some more about all menopause and you're, and yet the person isn't really in menopause, or you're talking a little bit more about, um, some of the problems with people of, a, of the highest weight or the lowest weight, and so they can't relate to that. Uh, I've had this happen before where somebody came in and they started to think that really all we served were people who didn't have much weight to lose and that we couldn't identify with them, which couldn't have been farther from the truth. It just happened to be when they were there, the few people that were in the waiting room had lost a lot of weight. And um, so it was kind of a turnoff, but you can have lots of different ways that people are working through that in their in their heads. And um, sometimes, of course, 
people are just coming up with reasons why it won't work for them. And then it's a matter of maybe now is not the right time for them to be seeking weight loss anyhow. So you have to kind of match all that together to make sure it's gonna be effective. Uh, the other thing is that you may have uh, poor or non-existent online reviews from your patients. People will search that right off the bat. So having a number of patient testimonials is really important. It helps them identify the fact that you do have that credibility, that uh, if they're not getting a referral from their physician or from a, a patient who's had success at your practice, seeing those online reviews and seeing success stories regularly posted in all of your social media and in your emails and that sort of thing really does help to convert them from just being a lead or a warm lead or somebody who's kind of interested into somebody who raises their hand and says, yes, I'm ready to start today. So that's another thing that could be a problem. Maybe you don't have many patient reviews or maybe the reviews aren't there, um, aren't as um, stellar as what you'd like because of some past, uh, you know, processes that you had in place or uh, team members perhaps, or who knows. Um, but anyhow, we have to remedy that. So that's one other problem. The other thing is you may get a lot of leads, but you don't really follow up well with them. Maybe the team is overwhelmed. And so as leads come in, it's really the last thing on their to-do list. There are so many patient trackers out there that can help with this. It actually helps keep them listed into different segments so that you can actually track it very, very carefully. And you as the clinician or the administrator or just the team member can pull up at a moment's notice and know where people are. Did they just send one request? Have they been going back and forth? Are they a surgery patient and they're in the midst of all their processes, getting things done so you can submit it to insurance for authorization? Are they somebody who uh, didn't have the rider for weight loss surgery and now needs to be uh, have the discussion about self-pay surgery? So you can see that really, really clearly and it helps um, from people just getting, uh, not really having that follow-up. And I can tell you this, that I know every practice is a little different, but our practice and the people that I, that we, I work with, um, this is something that sets you apart from your competition. I don't know how many times, and you probably see this, you'll get a call from somebody and they're like, gosh, I reached out to these other practices or these other options and no one ever got back with me. Or uh, we have one I know that um, I discovered actually said on their answer service or on their message machine, we might not get back with you for two weeks. I mean, that would never happened in my practice and I'm sure not in yours, but there are things like that that really uh, cause a patient to just keep looking. Cause they're like, if, if my initial request takes this long, then I may as well just keep looking cause I'm not gonna get the customer service that um, I want and deserve. So you have to really make sure you have a method in place to follow up. I'll oftentimes look at statistics from a practice and I'll see all these initial leads that come in or all these one-on-one -on -one consultations. And then when I look at the conversion to surgery, conversion to purchase of services, it's not very high. And so in that instance, there's usually something that we can find wrong in that initial, uh, you know, that whole nurturing and communication back and forth. So it's important to know your numbers and to look at that. But a lot of times that's a symptom of a difficulty in the middle of your funnel. The other thing is that your potential patients aren't really crystal clear about what it is exactly that you offer. Perhaps you're offering out so many different services. It really needs just to just be kind of combined into certain pillars or certain uh, categories. And so a lot of practices just do weight loss surgery, or just do medical weight loss, or just do um, you know aesthetics, or just do bioidentical hormone replacement therapy. But a lot of us actually offer a variety of things. And so we've got to make it crystal clear that your message goes out to the right person 
and that um, they understand exactly what you, it is that you offer. And I'm pretty transparent about any outside costs outside of insurance uh, so that people know that, they respect that, they like that. If I'm buying something, I wanna know that. So it's no different in your practice. And everybody does this a little bit different, I know. Uh, and one way is not right or wrong. In my experience, that's what I found to be really helpful with patients for converting them over uh, into becoming an active uh, and happy patient in your practice. So. So uh, that's the other one. Or um, you don't uh, know what, so a lot of times you just don't know what's resonating with people because you're not sure where the, re where the referral came from. Uh, you don't have that feedback from them and that sort of thing. So how do you correct all these? If you, as I spoke through them, you probably uh, kind of in your mind could come up with that. But let's get into some specifics about this. And of course, we always dive deeper in membership. But uh, when you're creating your communication or any time that you're communicating with somebody, you really want to focus on your ideal patient and how you can best serve them. We talked about this last week, making sure your message is on point, making sure that it's in front of them on the platforms that they are searching for, uh, but you want to make sure that it is impactful. So when I'm creating a piece of content, I think to myself, what are some pain points I've heard and how can I best serve the people that I want to serve? And then I focus all of that around them. In membership, we always have different ideas for the entire month of what your content can contain. We also create that together and um, it's really a matter of knowing your patients and getting that right message out there. Because uh, you want to be direct, you want to engage with them and you want them to know that you have what can help them get over that pain point. And you don't want to feel salesy. And I know I do, I talk about that all the time. If you need resources for how to sell without being salesy, please reach out to me. Um, and I've also got uh, some a new webinar coming up soon uh, with Robert. Uh, and so we're going to talk a lot about that. But anyhow, that's um, uh, something that helps to make it feel great for you too. And the other thing is ask for those patient reviews and testimonials. Setting a system, I was just working with a practice last week and we were talking about, okay, what's the system gonna look like? How are you gonna get their permission? How are you gonna make sure you have before and after pictures? How are we gonna ask them? How are we gonna make this very enticing? How are we gonna get them to post their testimonial or their review before they ever leave your office? How can we make this so simple for them and really honor their success, honor their effort, honor the fact that they are doing a great job? Patients are really excited about that. And so when you keep that excitement moving along and you make sure that there's a system in place and somebody has responsibility for taking the pictures and getting the testimonials, it makes this so second nature so that you have almost too many to post. And that's a nice problem to have. So anyhow, getting those testimonials and asking for those reviews is very important. You're not going to get them as, uh, you will get some, but not nearly as many as if you take the time to ask. So that's another thing. Uh, you want to make sure that you're doing. The other thing is as leads come in and, and as people raise their hand and say they're interested in what it is that you have to offer, having a system in place to keep all of their contact information in one place and to track that, a patient tracker, so to speak, you can do it on an Excel spreadsheet. I've done that for many years. I help patients or help practices set that up, but there are other automated ways that you can do that. Um, I've come across some really, a really great one as of late. Um, so reach out to me if you're interested in that. It's actually uh, called Patient Flow and it's through Pronex. Um, so anyhow, that's one that works great, can integrate with your EMR, keeps everything in one location. Um, but at any rate, having a way to, uh, some people call it you know, a CRM, a customer relationship uh, management software, anywhere that you can um, get their information, keep it in one place, 
and then be able to even segregate that into separate, like those that are interested in medical weight loss, surgical weight loss, aesthetics, whatever it is you offer in your practice. So having a way to track that so that you can really have your messages very uh, more customized to them is gonna really help for that. Uh, the other thing is assign responsibility for your social media posts. I know we run social media for a few practices, not, um, we try not to take on, because I always like to make sure we're gonna over deliver for that and it's a lot of time and effort, uh, but you can set up systems for that in your practice. We also help people set that up in their practice and then they follow through making sure that social media posts are ready to roll and that you've got it set for what are you gonna be including. We make it so simple, like I say, with post ideas in membership, but having that identified and someone uh, actually running that, whether it's in your practice or someone that you trust who really knows your message, really knows your patients is really important. The other thing is to keep it simple and fun and engaging. People want to know about you and your team members and your patients and how you're doing things and the success that you're seeing. So sharing that in a very fun and exciting ways, way is really important. With all the tools available via apps or Canva, there's so many easy ways to do that. So if you're not sure, reach out to me. We can help uh, set that up in your practice. Um, so anyhow, that's another thing. Keeping it simple, concise, fun is really important. And then of course, tracking your results. If you have a paid ad campaign, make sure you're tracking more than just impressions. That's not gonna get you very far unless it's uh, turning into new patients for you because you're not gonna be able to serve as many people as you want to if you don't have a way to track where your referrals are coming, where you need to thank your referring sources uh, with a referral program or just thank them, period. They're very grateful for just a thank you. And then also recognizing where it is that you don't have referrals coming in that you might be able to acquire more so this middle section is all about really loving on your patients that are considering your services, making sure they're an ideal fit, making sure they understand what it is that you offer, keeping everything simple and fun and engaging and letting it so that there's not a bunch of crickets. It's people who are excited to talk to you and your team and know that uh, what you have to offer is really gonna help them. So that's what's helpful for the middle of your funnel. Next week, we're gonna talk about the bottom of the funnel, which is another exciting topic. I do uh, enjoy all this, and um, and it is something that can be really uh, enjoyable just because you're helping more people and you're able to reach them in a more engaging way. Um, next week, we're gonna talk about those that are perhaps interested and they've come in, but they uh, just haven't taking the time to actually become an active patient or purchase any services or products from you. Uh, so, or they've not continued on. So uh, once you get this initial part down, then it really works into how do you work the internal funnel and really love on the patients that are in your practice and also help them understand the other services that you offer that maybe not they're not taking advantage of. So there you have it. This is the middle of the funnel. It's uh, a lot of times people can call it the messy middle. For me, it's not really the messy middle. It's just uh, that whole building the relationship. And that's what we uh, tend to be more comfortable doing versus the selling part. So anyhow, I hope this has been helpful. Reach out to me, Carol, K-A-R-O-L at Weight Loss Practice Builder, if I can be of assistance to you. And if you're not a part of Barry Business Boss, check it out barrytrickbusinessboss.com. And I am just grateful that you are here listening to this uh, podcast, whether it's on my YouTube channel or any of the podcast channels. I appreciate you so much and, um, and look forward to talking with you next week about the bottom of the funnel. In the meantime, take care.